We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hey, what's up? I'm Kyle Madsen. This is Candlestick Chronicles, a 49ers podcast on the Blue Wire Podcast Network. Chris Biederman will be joining me shortly. I had a couple of quarterback-related takes that I was going to throw at Chris in our text thread. And Chris said, hey, why don't we turn this into a podcast? And I said, that's a great idea. So that's what we're doing. I have two quarterback takes. I'm going to throw them at Chris. We're going to kick them around. We're going to discuss them. And we will see if uh, he can talk me down or talk me off both of these. They're, they're still being workshopped. I'm not fully behind these, but I want to I put them out there into the ether, see what Chris thinks. And, of course, you can let us know uh, what you guys think on Twitter and the various social media. But before we get to that, I want to talk to you guys about Blue Wire Hustle. It's a brand new program where you can host your very own podcast here at Blue Wire. Hustle was created to give everyone the opportunity to take your podcast to the next level. Or if you want to host a podcast and you just have no idea where to start, Hustle is the perfect place for you. As part of the program, you'll receive personal cover art, Q&As with Blue Wire's top podcasters, that's like Chris and I, you're welcome, access to our community Discord, and an e-learning course full of tips and tricks. I wish I had had that when I was getting off the ground podcasting. And on top of that, we'll help you get your show pushed out to Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, all other listening platforms are on the table. And the best part is you can get all of this for only $15 a month. And if you're wondering kind of in context how much that is, that's about the amount that any other hosting site would charge you just for the initial setup. But BlueWire is giving you all those tools and the setup. It's a really cool deal. So whether you're starting from scratch or have an existing show that you want to grow, Hustle is an open door to leveling up your sports podcasting experience. Acceptance in the program is limited, so get your application in today. To apply, go to bwhustle.com slash join, or check out the description box for this episode to find out more. 
but that's bwhustle.com slash join. Blue wire. New England sending QB Jimmy Garoppolo to 49ers. We believe we found the right guy. Garoppolo, quick pass, caught by Kittle. He dives, and he's in. Touchdown, 49ers. Kittle is going to go. Touchdown. All right, Chris, I have takes. Let's hear them. And I want to get them off because that's what you do as a person who follows the NFL, and it's February 22nd. So are these half baked takes? Is that is that the deal? I would. You're throwing them in. You're you're considering throwing them in the microwave and. Do you watch chopped them up? Do you watch the show Chopped on Food yeah. Network? Yeah, absolutely. You ever see when they'll get like, uh, uh, salmon liver, and the person is just like, I have no idea what to do with this. Yeah, and and it's in like the dessert basket. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and they're like, uh, I'm going to throw this in a hash with some bacon and call it good. Which, by yeah. the way, if you're going to do that, not too much bacon. It overpowers the ingredient every single time. And don't make a risotto, for God's sakes. And in, in dessert, you can't bank on ice cream unless you can make ice cream really quickly. Because there's only one ice cream maker and there's a good chance the other person is trying to make ice cream too. And also, if you're going to use the damn ice cream maker, remember your ice cream is in there. <laughs> You know how many people I've watched? I've watched every episode of Chop, dude. I bet if 100 people have made ice cream, 13 of them have just forgotten it in there. Like, dude, every single episode of Chopped, that might be your greatest accomplishment because they're like 40 a season, aren't there? There's they're a like lot. all an hour long? There's a lot of seasons. Um, wow. I haven't seen every episode, but I've watched a lot of Chopped. Uh, <laughs> it's a good the show. Other, the other the other beef I have with Chopped, we'll get into the quarterback takes here in a minute. Stick with our – come for the quarterback t- takes, stay for the TV takes or whatever. But um, <laughs> when a, play, a contestant leaves an ingredient from the basket out of the dish and then don't get Chopped, that should be automatic disqualification, Coach. Like if you if you're getting a dessert basket and it's fruit cereal and um, graham cracker and uh, iceberg lettuce and salmon liver <laughs> and you're like oh man I forgot the salmon liver like of course your dessert's gonna be better than the people that tried to make a salmon liver smoothie. Right. I, I will say, I think people who forget basket ingredients in their courses, at some point it comes back to bite them. Um, so, you know, like, I don't think I've ever seen anybody forget an ingredient and and win the episode, right? I, I, I'm not I mean, certain the if expert. that's true, but I'm not certain if I, I, I'm not certain if that's true, but somebody gets, look, you and I are competing, okay? <laughs> and you forget the salmon liver. And I try and make a fried salmon liver on the, let's say it's the appetizer round. And they're like, hey, you don't fry salmon liver. And you're sitting over there going, oh, good thing I forgot it because I was going to fry the salmon liver. Now, I'm going home and you get to go on? That's not fair. I might have won. Yeah. Whether no, I, you win I don't the have, I don't have a rebuttal. Yeah, I, I, I just, if you're a producer on Chopped or a showrunner or something, and you happen to be listening to this, fix that. It's my main beef with the show let's talk quarterbacks yeah uh which uh which ingredient is jimmy garoppolo on chops oh man 
Jimmy G, this is a super fun game, and I'm going to think way too hard about this. Jimmy Garoppolo is the, um, oh man, he's like, he's the entree round, and it's like catfish. Where it's like, oh, okay. okay. So, so like, something you could make really good, but also a lot of potential to screw it up. Anytime that, you, right. If you try and get fancy with it, like you're probably going to do it wrong. Uh, it's a fine ingredient. Most of the time though, it's like fry that son of a bee and plate right. it nice with some other good stuff. Right. Make a po' boy. Yeah. Like don't tra- overdo exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. Don't just transform the ingredient enough. Right. That that's the other thing. Transform the ingredients, guys. Don't just sprinkle fruit cereal on top of your tomato ice cream. You know? God. Uh, Anyways. I love the turn this took. I didn't what? think I didn't think we're, there would be so much food network talk. Ne- next week we'll talk about B Bobby Flay, because I have takes on that too. I need to watch more of that and I will before before next week's episode. Bobby uh, 200, Flay, 200 step a, okay, on my, my uh, one coming thing... up later this week, by the way. Go ahead. No, my one thing about Bob Beat Bobby Flay is that it's kind of the show you wish Chopped would be in that instead of like, like, because you, you watch Chopped enough, you get to a certain point where you just want to see people cook with what they're good at cooking, right? Yeah. That's sort of what Bobby Flay is. Like Bobby Flay, like there's an element of Chopped in the first round of it. And then the second round, when the winner of the first round goes on to face Bobby, they yeah. cook their signature dish or whatever. Right, right. So it is like, it's everybody throwing fastballs. Um, instead cool. of being hampered with salmon livers during the dessert round. Like, One more chop thing. Yeah. Related to what you just said about Beat Bobby Flay. <laughs> yeah. Nothing worse than when you get those highbrow chefs, chefs who, who go in and let's say, um, let's say the, the appetizer round involves like uh, chocolate sparkle candy or whatever. Because mm-hmm. it's always the generic name because they can't use the brand names. But let's say it's like it's like M and M's. All right, it's right. candy coated chocolate. Right. And then they cut to the interview like thing they do on the side, and the guy's like, "I'm just not used to working with processed ingredients. Like this is ridiculous." <laughs> like yeah, that's the game. You can't. You knew the drill when you came on the show, Ed. <laughs> I hope there's a chop contestant that listens to this show. I, w- I want their input on on your takes here. <laughs> At Kyle A. Madsen on Twitter, I'm ready. <laughs> All right, quarterbacks. <laughs> this has gone on way too long. Yeah. Um, um, so my my, if Jimmy Garoppolo was an ingredient, like I was gonna yours. say that he's just chicken breast, because you could hmm. make some really awesome dishes with chicken breast. But you need a lot of really good ingredients yeah. to to make the chicken breast good, right? Yeah, that's um, great. It's a great call by you. But chicken breast on its own probably isn't great. It's just pretty, you know, it's not super flavorful. It could be a little bit dry. Um, yeah, so that that's sort of my my Jimmy Garoppolo on Chopped take is that he would if you were an ingredient on Chopped, he would be chicken breast. No one's upset that they're that they're take. cooking chicken breast, but they're like, you know, because they're chefs, so they're all like, all right, I can work with this. It's chicken breast. It's easy to work with. But at the same time, it's really hard to win a $10,000 right. um, contest with chicken breast being the main part of your main dish. 
Yeah, absolutely. All right. Speaking no of more, chickens, no more chops. Other birds, the eagles. <laughs> All right. I like that. The Here's take number one. Okay. I think the 49ers should follow the Eagles playbook a little bit in terms of quarterback roster building. And I don't, I I want up front because I wrote about this at Niners wire and immediately there was the response that like, why would you do that? They just cut Carson Wentz and they have a $33.8 million cap it, but that, okay, don't do that. (laughs) But the gist of they drafted, so they paid Carson Wentz. They drafted Jalen Hurts last year in the second round, and then they weren't afraid to play Jalen Hurts last year. And they put themselves in a position where even though it was expensive, they could part ways with Carson Wentz, and now they have a guy they're comfortable with going into 2022 as the start 2021 as the starter on a rookie deal and chances are I bet they draft a quarterback again this year and I think the 49ers need to follow a similar path with Jimmy Garoppolo I think they need to draft a quarterback relatively high this year first or second round and then you part ways with Garoppolo next year you have that rookie quarterback and then the following year in the 2022 draft draft another one Early in the draft, it's too important of a position to take one swing and go, all right, fingers crossed, or to ride it out if you're not comfortable with a guy like Jimmy Garoppolo. So I think the Eagles have the right idea in terms of drafting a guy in the second round, even when you have your starter, and being ready to part ways with your starter to start that guy that you drafted in the second round. And then draft another quarterback the following year. Until you fall into a Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers. If you wind up with a talent like that, then pay them whatever it's going to take to keep them. But I like the idea of cycling through quarterbacks and not necessarily paying a guy that that you think is is relatively replaceable. All right, so... Yeah, I, I agree with, with the overall idea. Um, I don't know that they would necessarily need to draft a quarterback every year. Um, yeah, yeah. But, there's a there's a gap in there where you'd have multiple guys on rookie contracts. Yeah. I mean, you have to think about it, too. Like, if you're pretty certain... I mean, if you move off from Garoppolo, then yeah, you need to draft another one. Um, in addition to the guy you're drafting while you have Garoppolo. So if you do move on from Garoppolo, you're definitely going to need to draft another one. If you mm-hmm. keep Garoppolo and then keep the guy that you have, your your rookie or, or I guess it would be second-year player, um, I don't know that you would want to draft another quarterback high f- purely from a financial standpoint. Like That's ra- that's tying a lot of money up in your quarterback room. Mm-hmm. Um, just because those draft picks are a little bit more expensive and you are going to have... You you are gonna have other needs at some point, but yeah, I agree with the with the idea that the 49ers should draft a quarterback early. Um, I don't know that they should necessarily trade up for for a quarterback in round no. one, and I think trading back in the first round, um, like if they move back, you know, to the twenties or whatever, and Mac Jones is still on the board, and I haven't look, I ha- I haven't done the the dive on on quarterbacks in, in the draft yet. 
Um, but if there's a guy that they really like that they can move back for, then I think that would be a, a, a really good scenario because, you know, I, I think the 49ers need as many second and third round picks as possible. And I wouldn't have any problem with them moving back to, to take um, to take more bites of the apple um, yeah. and with, with additional picks. But no, I'm with you. And I think they will. I think they're going to draft a quarterback the latest, you know, round three, I would think. And um, and then I think my the 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 crux of the take here though is I don't think there's a doubt they're going to take one this year and do so relatively early. The crux of the take is they should then take another one in 2022. Yeah, I mean if if you move off of Garoppolo you have to. But yeah. I'm not I'm not there yet. Um I'm not I'm not completely writing off Garoppolo as as a 49ers starter in 2022. Obviously you know, I, I'm of the mind that he's going to be the starter this this year, unless they can swing a trade for Deshaun Watson, um, or they fall in love with um, Zach Wilson or Justin Fields or Trey Lance and and are able to draft him either by moving up. That wouldn't really surprise me, honestly, if Kyle Shanahan loved one of those guys and then just said, you know, that's the guy I want as our quarterback, and mm-hmm. um, and they move heaven and earth to do it. I think. I think that would be, in a way, a little bit more justifiable than trading for for Watson. And I know Watson's a better player and more of a sure thing. But depending on what it would cost, you're talking about, you know, maybe a a first-round pick or two Mm -hmm. to, you know, a first-round pick, a second-round pick. Depending on how far you move up, obviously the cost would be significantly less to move up and get that guy than it would be to get Watson. and, And you have the the bonus of getting that player on a cheap rookie contract. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but still like I find that scenario to be a little bit unlikely because there's so many teams that need quarterbacks. And I just don't know if quarterbacks are going to make it out of like any of those top four guys are going to make it out of the top six to eight picks. Yeah. So the 49ers are going to have to move up maybe pretty substantially, but still it's cheaper than, than Watson. So yeah, I mean, they, they're, you know, I, I couldn't imagine they're going to make bringing back C.J. Beathard a priority unless he's a free agent in like May and June. And they just say, hey, like, why not? We have nothing to lose. Mm-hmm. Um, you'll compete to be our backup or third string guy, depending on if they draft anybody. Um, but no, I'm totally I'm totally with in agreement with you in that they should add talent. Um, and I think they will add talent early in the draft this year. And but. You know, I guess adding another one depends on how you feel about Garoppolo, and I'm not I'm not completely off Jimmy Garoppolo yet. Uh, if he has another season in 20, if you know, if 2021 turns out like a carbon copy of of 2020, then yeah, you have to move on. Um, but I still think the 49ers have a higher ceiling with Jimmy Garoppolo than just about all the other options for 2021 in terms of competing this year, aside from Deshaun Watson. Um, because they have so many needs and they need those draft picks. Um, and I would imagine my guess is what's going to happen is that they're going to stick with Garoppolo um, and they're going to end up restructuring his contract in a few weeks at some point to sort of signify that um, once it becomes apparent that, that Houston's not going to trade Deshaun Watson anytime soon. I think if that if that Deshaun Watson trade does happen, I think it's more likely to happen over the summer because it seems like Nick Casario's it's pretty dug in on on the idea that he's not even listening to offers. Yeah. Um. So based on you know reporting from I think Peter King and, and Albert Breer have both said that 
Houston's not even listening to offers right now. So it doesn't matter how interested the 49ers would be at this point. Um, I do, I, yeah. I do, I do wonder going outside the 49ers a little bit. I do wonder if there's going to be, and I talked a little bit about this with, with Kalen Jones when, when he was on the pod and you were out. Um, we talked a little bit about the idea that because it's, I don't want to say it's easier to play quarterback, but the league is getting more quarterback friendly and offenses are getting more quarterback friendly. If we do start seeing teams maybe not commit to Jared Goff, where that used to just be the 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 standard, like, oh, this guy got us to a Super Bowl, this is going to be our quarterback for the next five years. Um, I wonder if we start seeing teams just kind of roll through the rookie contract and trying to uh, trying to add players through the draft to see if they can get another guy who can get him to the Super Bowl on a rookie contract while allocating money to other resources. Until they, like I said, until you wind up with a Deshaun Watson, Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers type where it's like, all right, well, this is a guy who is just going to have us around no matter what. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, maybe maybe that's an insane thought. Maybe Jared, the Jared Goffs of the league are just going to get paid always, no matter what, and it is what it is. But I I, I do wonder if there's going to be some kind of some kind of shift as we see quarterbacks putting up kind of bigger and bigger numbers, even even kind of the bottom tier of the league, where oh well, we can start piecing together middle tier quarterbacks on rookie deals and and creating Super Bowl contenders. Right. Like, like I wonder if, I don't know if, if the bubble popping is the right term, but like, you know, you, you talk, you look at some of these quarterback deals that have come down recently Mm -hmm. and you listen to reports about Dak Prescott wanting $40 million a year. Um, and, and sort of, you know, the, the quarterback contracts were all sort of inflating at the same level as a salary cap but with the salary cap now taking a dramatic dive um at least you know the last two seasons because of or i guess in 2021 at least mm-hmm. because of covid you wonder if that's going to prevent teams from signing quarterbacks to you know 40 million dollar year contracts um because and and, and how is that is is that still going to happen when the cap presumptively does go back up in 2022, when there's supposedly a new um, a new media contract for for television rights, right? So I, teams are navigating some really tricky waters because so many teams have quarterback issues. But you know, do you want do you want to risk paying a guy without knowing what the financial future of the league is really going to look like, or are you more comfortable with trying to win with a rookie? Where if you do that, you need a really good roster, right? And you and you already know that you need to go up against guys like Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, um, Josh Allen, and and Patrick Mahomes, and Lamar Jackson, and you know all the other sort of you know young star quarterbacks who are going to be with their teams for a while. It seems like like that's that that's what's winning in the league right now. Like you you look at the yeah. championship round; it was all star quarterbacks. Um. So it's an interesting time for for quarterbacks in the league because the cap is going down. Quarterbacks want more money um, and are probably worth it just given how important the the position is and how they sort of steer the trajectory of franchise. 
We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. But it's also, at, we're at a time where the cap is, where, where teams are, are getting crunched by the cap and there are a bunch of teams that want to compete that are also you know, currently right now in the red um, yeah. and, and contending teams like the saints are 69 million in the red. The Eagles nice. are still, still 42 million in the red. The Rams 33 million. Um, Kansas city's 23 million in the red. Um, the Steelers are 19 Jeez. in the red. The Packers are 11 in the red. Um, the bills are a million in the red. Um, so like it's, it's a tough time uh, financially for the league right now. And I think everybody's still trying to figure it all out. The economy is made up of real people doing real stuff, and it affects everything. Which you obviously know since you're a real person doing real stuff. Marketplace is here to help you get smart about everything beyond the what of the day's business and economic news. We dig into the how and the why with the real people driving our economy. From big tech and interest rates to small businesses and what's happening at the Fed, Marketplace breaks it all down so you don't have to. Listen to Marketplace wherever you get your podcast. Yeah, I'm, I'm fascinated to see how how the... I'm not going to go as far... <laughs> it's never going to get to where we're at with running backs where people are saying quarterbacks don't matter. <laughs> but I think... I, I think, hate the running backs don't matter take. I think multiple... It's too strong a wording. It's it's, it's just not the, worded it's correctly. It's improper wording, right. Yeah. Running backs um, matter. You just don't need to invest premium resources correct. to get them. Correct. And I'm wondering if at some point there's this, there's just kind of a sea change and teams go, okay, well, if you don't have a top three quarterback, you're better off with a couple of early draft picks on rookie deals and investing resources elsewhere. Um, right. I, I don't know. Like, I'm uh, curious to see if there's going to be a big difference between the guys who are like the Derek Carrs and, and Jimmy Garoppolo's who are making 28 versus the guys who are making i don't know 13 well and that's right? just uh, teams right, might say why would i pay 28 when i could get somebody for 13 and he's not all that much worse well, and that's and that's just it is what if jimmy garoppolo had been a free agent after 2019 is he getting 40 million dollars a year is that what they're and, and i don't want to i don't want to get into a whole thing but just to your point I mean, I Goff that, got thirty three and a half after going to the Super Bowl. Thirty three and a half a year on with one hundred and ten total guaranteed. Yeah, and that's that's where 
and that's this isn't a shot at Jimmy Garoppolo. This is a this is talking about anybody outside the top maybe five or six. I'm throwing numbers out. Quarterbacks in the league where, you know, is that a guy that you want to pay forty plus million dollars to? That's I I'm very interested in this question, and it's something that I'm going to continue to monitor. And my take is that the 49ers should get out ahead of it. <laughs> yeah, totally. No, because um, this year has potential to be the year where it all sort of implodes with Garoppolo. Right? Yeah. Like, yeah. it has potential. It also has potential for Garoppolo to bounce back and have an Alex Smith season. Yeah, where they're, you know, extending him and... Yeah, where they're like, oh, yeah, remember last offseason when yeah. everyone was sending Garoppolo out of town and he came out and, you know, threw for 30 touchdowns and had seven picks instead of 13 or whatever? Yeah. Like, they, you know, that, that's possible, too. Um, but, yeah, it's it, it'll be fascinating. But I'm not... I'm not of the mind yet the 49ers have to move on from Garoppolo like a lot of people seem to be. Okay, I have one more take here, but I, I wanted to address something with with you uh, related to something that Matt Mayoko has been talking about on Twitter, and I think a lot of people have been um, misconstruing what he said. Uh-huh. And I wanted to talk about that with you. So, so Mayoko, who does an excellent job at NBC Sports Bay Area covering the 49ers, uh, said something to the effect of he... He got asked about Garoppolo's no trade clause and basically said that Garoppolo would probably be willing to waive his no trade clause considering the fact that if he didn't, the Niners could just cut him and he's not getting 25 plus million on the open market right now. And I saw that, I think it was, was it Cowherd calling Cowherd? took that and turned it into Jimmy Garoppolo wants out because he's willing to waive his no trade clause. And I just wanted to clear that up because yeah, that's I mean, not what <laughs> what's happening at all. Jimmy Garoppolo gets his gets the most amount of money by playing for the 49ers or getting traded somewhere else. Yes. He's not going to get more money by getting cut. Right. Um, Which is what if the Niners were in a position where they were going to trade him and he said no, they're going to go, all right, all right, we're going to cut you. <laughs> you can go to that team and make half. Right. Anyways. Right. So if if Jimmy, yeah, if Jimmy if the Niners wanted to trade Jimmy Garoppolo and Jimmy Garoppolo said, you know, I'm going to invoke my no trade clause, then they would just cut him. And it would be, you know, like it would not be ideal for the 49ers because Jimmy Garoppolo still has trade value. If Carson mm-hmm. Wentz can get you a third round pick and at least a second w- with potentially a conditional first, then Jimmy Garoppolo can get you something. It might not be the same exact package, but Jimmy Garoppolo has value on the trade market because, you know, like we mentioned, so many teams need quarterbacks. Um, yeah. So I think if if the 49ers presented Garoppolo with an opportunity to start for another team, he would he would totally waive his no trade clause and be fine with it. Um, yeah, but I don't I don't think it's it's Jimmy Garoppolo wants out. I, I don't think that was. That was the context of what yeah. Mayoko was saying at all. Agreed. I just wanted that on our podcast in case anybody yeah. had a question about it. Yeah. Second take. I think that the 49ers should look into trading a this is this is this is where I flip flop on this. I'm going to say third round pick, and I will let you talk me down from that. But third is as high as I will go for Sam Darnold. No, and I, th- I, I think that's about right. 
Okay, so there was that report that that they want a second form. I wouldn't go as high as a second, but if the Jets will give the 49ers Sam Darnold for a third straight across, I think they should do that. Yeah. And I think they should do that to bring in Darnold as a backup to Garoppolo. He's on the final year of his rookie deal. His fifth-year option would be $18.7 million. So this year... And they in, would have to pick that up by... In May. Or has that already been picked up? No, no they would need to pick it up by May, right? Yes. So in 2021, okay. his cap it is $9.7 million. That's probably a little more than you'd want to pay for your backup quarterback. But if they're going to draft a quarterback in the third round anyways to potentially be the heir apparent to Jimmy Garoppolo, I think giving up a third round pick to get Darnold and see what he has is worth it. You're A, upgrading your backup spot over Nick Mullins and CJ Beathard. And B, you're getting him for a you're getting him for a year in your meeting rooms and in your practices and in your training camp. And you can see if there's anything there. And if there's not, then you let him walk in free agency. If you if you pick up his fifth year option, that's where things get messy, and that's why I wanted to address this with you. Yeah. Because they'd have to pick up their his fifth year option by May. I don't think would, they I don't think they would. Right. Just saying that right now. I don't think they would pay him starters it, it be, money for 20 be, they, I don't think right. they would guarantee him they, starters money for 2022. Right. It would be a fully guaranteed 18.7, which if they did that, they would basically be saying, "Okay, this is Garoppolo's last year. Darnold's the starter next year." Which yeah, is nuts. I don't they wouldn't do that. So they so they have Darnold for a year. And then they go into the offseason where it's like they can either let him walk if they think he stinks or they can try and bring him back on some kind of extension. But then again, you're probably putting yourself in a spot where he has to start now and he's under contract for multiple years, which is a little bit risky. Yeah. um... But I think it but I think he's a former number three overall pick. I think it's worth the gamble to give him a year, upgrade your backup spot, and kind of see what he's got. Because I would way rather have Sam Darnold than Kellen Mond. Yeah, totally agree. Um, I I agree with you. I think a third-round pick is probably the highest I would go. But for a 23-year-old who has played in 38 games over three seasons, um, doesn't have great numbers, he stinks. <laughs> he's throwing, put, he's say, throwing say how it is. 45 touchdowns of 39 picks. So obviously there's a lot of work to do from, from a number standpoint. But he was playing for the New York football Jets. And right. it's not exactly – it wasn't exactly regarded as, as a first-class organization in the league. Um, Sam Darnold's from L.A. He's for, I guess, San Clemente. Um Orange County, south of LA. Not Great LA. spot, San Clemente, by the way. Oh yeah, totally. I've I've uh, I have friends that that moved there recently, and and they love it. I haven't been Good able for to them. visit yet. Something's been going around, but um, I plan to get down there at some point. But yeah, third overall pick. He's twenty three years old. He was born in nineteen ninety seven. That's weird. Which is wild. Um, June fifth, Gemini. Shout out. Um, I'm just I'm just reading off his Pro Football Reference page now. But no, I, I'm in agreement with you in that. I think the third round pick is is about 
the right value. And, and I think he would have a whole lot more upside. Um, and you're not really upsetting the status quo in terms of the locker room or anything like that. Because you are bringing in a guy who could potentially be the backup. And if you don't pick up his fifth-year option, which I, I think the 49ers would be insane to pick up his fifth-year option if they traded for him. Yeah, that makes um, sense. Unless, unless they just decided to make him the starter now and got rid of Garoppolo. But I think that would be the most... I, I think that would be a terrible decision to just make him the starter. But to bring him in as a backup, I think would be a great idea, um, particularly if it's something like a third-round pick. Because he has the talent to potentially become a franchise quarterback. Um, he's a West Coast guy. Maybe that has something to do with him being more comfortable or whatever. Kyle Shanahan would certainly be able to design an offense with better weapons than what he had in New York when right. he didn't really have any weapons. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I think that's a good idea. And this um, goes back to this goes back to as well. This isn't just let me let me explain a couple of things here. This isn't just random like, oh, Sam Darnold. Yeah, go get Sam Darnold. I don't think Sam Darnold's very good, but Kyle Shanahan before the 49ers played the Jets, and maybe this is just coach speak being nice about the being nice. Well, my computer just got muted. That was weird. Uh, being nice about the opposing team's quarterback, he said, "I've watched a lot. I've watched him a lot, whether it was college or last week's game. I'm a big fan of Sam's. He's a very good player. He's going to have a very good career in this league." He makes a lot of plays. If you're not on your stuff, if you let him get comfortable back there, he'll pick you apart as good as any quarterback. He can throw it very well, and he seems to field extremely well. We have to make sure not to let him get comfortable because when he does, he'll show everyone why he's that good. If Kyle Shanahan really believes that Sam Darnold can be an awesome quarterback, it's 100% worth the third-round pick to get him in the building and see if he still thinks that. I mean, a lot of people thought Sam Darnold was the best quarterback in that draft. Yeah, and I don't think that was a crazy a crazy take. You have Baker Mayfield went first, the, um, Darnold went third, Josh Allen went seventh, Josh Rosen went tenth. Um, I'm about to argue with myself. And Lamar Jackson went thirty second. But there's the the other the other issue here is that Sam Darnold may just suck. He's been really, really bad with the Jets. Yeah, but if your backup quarterback sucks, then <laughs> so what? Everybody's backup quarterback sucks. Nobody has an awesome backup quarterback. Right. Right? Nick like Foles nobody. Foles was the exception to the rule. So and even if, then they if, needed a double doink to get where they got. Yeah, if, if Sam Darnold is your backup, you're giving yourself a backup with high upside. Yeah. Um, and what, I think it's why they kept Josh Rosen. Keep going. Yeah, Sorry. and it's a, it's another it's a way to potentially give yourself an option in 2022 right like the reason mm -hmm. why the 49ers don't have to go out and get a quarterback right now is because they have Jimmy Garoppolo he's an in-house option if you keep if you trade for Sam Darnold then that gives you another option right like if Sam Darnold's your backup he really learns the system he practices well say Jimmy Garoppolo gets hurt Darnold comes in wins some games and then and then you decide all right you know, we don't know if we're going to stick with Sam Darnold, but at least we have that option. Like, that's that's not a bad place to be. Setting yourself up in the same way that, like you mentioned for, you know, in the in your previous take, like setting yourself up to be prepared for the worst case scenario is a smart way to do things, right? Yeah. And I, I heard this, I forget who said it, but 
somebody recently, and this isn't like a novel thought, but it just popped in my head. Like the, the best organizations admit their mistakes before, before the mistakes really fester mm-hmm. and get worse. So, you know, if you're the 49ers and, and you're thinking about life beyond Jimmy Garoppolo, then this is something that prepares you for the worst case scenario, like prepares yeah. you for that potential of Jimmy Garoppolo being a mistake in 2021. Um, and so, yeah, it's a high upside, you know, it's a, it's a high upside option and there, it's not all the time that you can get a guy who's just three years removed from being arguably the top quarterback in a draft class for, you know, a third round pick. If you think he fits your system and look, I'll be honest, like I'm not, I'm not reporting this, but you know, there, there have been murmurs of Kyle Shanahan's interest in Sam Darnold in the past. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that I, I don't know how deep that goes, but, you know, and it's it's been said elsewhere that, that Shanahan likes Darnold, and obviously that quote w- was pretty glowing. But I don't know. It's hard to read into what coaches say publicly about opposing players because it's usually always flowery praise. But Right, right, um, exactly. He's not going to go, like sucks. Shan- Shanahan being willing to take a flyer on Darnold um, would make a lot of sense. And, and I think I don't see any downside really. Like the downside is what? Like Darnold comes in as a backup quarterback and stinks. Well, it's like, all right, he was your backup quarterback. Just about all backup quarterbacks stink. You could argue if they do trade a third rounder, you could argue that it's then wasting a third round pick. Yeah. You know, you you could you could draft. I'm gonna stick with Kellen Mond um, because he he sticks out to me. Like I just here's my Kellen Mond thing. I watched Kellen Mond play live twice, and he just wasn't very good. I'm out on Kellen Mond as a prospect. That's all it takes for draft analyst Kyle Madsen. Um, but I mean, if that's if that's a route you want to go, and you have that guy for four years, like they also drafted C.J. Beathard in the third round, and you can always draft another guy next year. I, I'm I think it, it's they're in a place where they need to take, I think, a relatively big swing at quarterback. And maybe Donald sucks and you spend a third-round pick to bring him in and find that out. Or maybe he's awesome and just needs a better infrastructure. And it would be way worth a third-round pick to figure that out. He's 23. Um, yeah. I, I'm. It's a move that I'm making. It's not one that, like... If they don't trade for Sam Darnold, I'm not going to sit here and go, oh, their offseason was a failure. But when you look at the Sam Darnold trade rumors and trade buzz, and then you look at the obvious connections now between the 49ers and Jets, it's right. something that, like, if it went down, that's how I think it would go down. I This take actually started baking when I was listening to a Bay Area sports radio station, and there was talk of is Darnold an upgrade over Garoppolo and should they trade for him? It's like, no, he's not. He's bad, but he might be good. So getting him and keeping Garoppolo would be the move. They shouldn't trade for him and get rid of Garoppolo. That would be insane. Yeah, that would be, that would be totally insane. Unless they just decided to do a team wide rebuild and trade everybody good for graphics, which they're not going to do. No. Um, But no, like if you were to make a list of, best options for a backup like if like what are the 49ers options for a backup quarterback and i'll bring up the list of uh of free agent possibilities now jacoby like, Brissett's a i good would one. put it i would put it 
I would put trading for Darnold pretty high up there. He probably wouldn't be the top option because you are giving up a third round pick and, and that could be, you know, a potential starter. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, looking at the quarterbacks, like, you know, I think I'd probably put, let's see, I'd probably put Jacoby Brissett as like the best option for, for the yeah. 49ers backup quarterback. And, you know, he's a free agent, so maybe he'd be more expensive than Darnold, but you Would wouldn't you be giving up a third round pick. Would you rather have Andy Dalton or Sam Darnold? Oof. Sam Darnold because there's still upside. I think Like, I there's agree. still – you still don't know. You know with Dalton. Right. And, like, Dalton's fine, but, like, Dalton, Brissett, um, A.J. McCarron, Tyrod Taylor, Colt Mitchell McCoy. Trubisky. Mitchell Trubisky, right? Like, Matt Barkley – um cam newton <laughs> mike glenn and geno smith like there are a lot of backup quarterbacks on the market on yeah. the free agent market but i would like i if looking at all these list, lists like i would probably put jacoby Brissett, ryan fitzpatrick above dalton just because you're not or above Darnold because you're not giving up draft picks to get those guys. Like, I would mm-hmm. probably have him third. I haven't put a whole lot of thought into this, but, like, Brissett would be my first, Fitzpatrick would be second, and then trading for Dalton would probably be third. Peter King, here's here's another one for you. Peter King, in his Football Morning in America column... Here we go. ...proposed a trade involving Deshaun Watson. I forget all the pieces, but here's what's important. The 49ers send the number 12 overall pick to Houston and wind up getting back Kirk Cousins in a three-team trade. Would you rather trade the number 12 pick for Kirk Cousins or a third-round pick for Sam Darnold? Uh, None of the above. Um, I mean, yeah, I would probably probably I'm trading the third... I'm trading Darnold. the third for Darnold and starting Garoppolo way before I'm trading the number 12 pick for Kirk Cousins and cutting Garoppolo. Or trading I have him a for question a for pick. anybody who talks about Kirk Cousins. Yeah, go for it. I Why don't. would the Vikings trade for Kirk it or trade it away Kirk Cousins? It doesn't make any sense. They redid his contract. He came out and had the best year of his career after redoing that contract. The defense was in shambles. They're not trading Kirk Cousins. Yeah. Unless they would it's, ha- they would have unless to it's eat, for like, Deshaun Watson. But... Like three way a three way NFL trade has there ever been a three way NFL trade? I don't think so. <laughs> they would have to eat like ten million a year over the next two or twenty million this year if they trade cuts. Like it's just you didn't watch the Vikings last year and went, oh, he's the problem. <laughs> right. Yeah. The Vikings are not trading for cousins. So many takes. Unless it's a massive upgrade, but um, no, it's it's all lunacy. Everybody. Yeah. Every, Jimmy Garoppolo is probably starting for the 49ers next year, guys. Yeah. Yep. And and what's you know like we're in a very dead part of the of the sports calendar when it or at least the NFL calendar when it comes to creating content on the internet. And a great way to get page views during a dead news time is to just throw out hypotheticals. My, and, one of my favorite things. Go ahead, sorry. No, the NFL is popular enough that hypotheticals gain a lot of steam it, on mm-hmm. social media, on talk radio, on podcasts, and like just so little of it is is really actually happening. I 
one of my favorite things because the this could be a whole thing about media in general, but I do a football blog. I'm not worried about um, this as much as I am with <laughs> other news sources. But when I write a headline that I just write a thing where I'm like, hey, here's my thoughts on this because that's what you do when you blog. Like, hey, here's my thoughts on this. And I put, you know, the headline is the case for the 49ers trading up to draft so-and-so or whatever it is. And I get a response. It's like, nice clickbait headline. Thanks. (laughs) The headline is supposed to make you want to click on the story. So my my favorite thing is when you tweet something and there's no link in it and people accuse you of, of, Offering up clickbait on Twitter. Mm, anytime you can rack up clicks on something that doesn't make money for you, yeah. you do it. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. If it's not, I don't want to. I don't want to throwing it a, out there. I'm not. I have a. I have a cool job. I don't. This is why I don't tweet takes on online all the time. Because like, you if I have a good take, I'm gonna put it where I get paid, <laughs> and that's not on Twitter. Yeah. Exactly. Fair. I think that's fair. Yeah. I think it's hundred percent fair. I don't work for free. Like I said, I don't want to. I don't want to complain about my job though, because it's cool. So yeah, we have cool jobs. All right, including podcasting. Yeah. Next episode's episode number two hundred. Maybe we'll do a Q and A or something for it. We'll really blow it out. Do you think anybody's listened to all two hundred episodes, aside from our editors? No, no, because I um, think there's somebody out there. If you've listened to all two hundred episodes. Um, hit us up on Twitter because that would be dope. Yeah, Twitter maybe we'll have or, you on. <laughs> yeah, that would be pretty incredible. Uh, no, because everyone's like, there's just people go on vacation and they, you know, your podcast right, right. back up and it's the off season. They're going, I'm not listening to Niners talk, and you delete a couple. Like I, that, that, and I get it. Yeah. Anybody who listens regularly, though, like I appreciate the hell out of you. Yeah, for I'll sure. do a big sappy thing for Ep 200. Because there's a chance we get canceled between now and then, so. Oh, there is. <laughs> I'm reporting that. <laughs> you know, clickbait. Don't clickbait. Too much. Too much chop talk. <laughs> yeah, way too much. Um, uh, if you have chop takes, tweet at us. If uh, you like the pod, subscribe, rate, and review if you haven't already. Before and we go, tell your real quick, yeah. real quick. Yeah. Um, River Craycraft resigned no. to a one-year extension. Your thoughts. I don't know if I'm more excited for River Craycraft or Bill Craycraft, who is still reeling from how the COVID-19 pandemic affected his beloved high school football season. But he's really looking forward to, um, you know, the season picking back up this year, really in full swing um, and, and getting his legendary coaching career back on track because he's not so worried about uh, the wins and losses. He's worried about the young men's lives who were affected uh, by the season not happening. Because on Bill Craycraft's team, you're not learning how to play football. You're learning how to be a man. <laughs> yeah. Um, any student athlete would be would be lucky to play for our guy, Bill. It's student athlete, not athlete student. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's such a good bit. <laughs> I hope people get yeah, it. River, um, River, Cray, River Craycraft is back. Um, what was the other bit of news that you wanted to? Oh, news? yeah, Chris Sims. 
Oh yeah, Chris Sims says there's no way the forty. 40- he he th- he doesn't think there's any way the 49ers are going to trade Nick Bosa, which presumably would be in the Deshaun Watson discussion, I guess. Here's what I imagine, because Chris Sims and Kyle Madsen, uh, not <laughs> Kyle Madsen, Chris Sims and Kyle Shanahan are BFFs, best friends. Yeah. And I think this is how it goes in my head. Chris Sims is about to record a pod. He texts Shanahan or calls him and says, hey, uh, you guys trading Bosa? And Shanahan goes, no chance. And he goes, great. And he takes it to the pod. That's what I imagine happens in my head. Anytime Chris Sims has made a declarative statement about the 49ers since Kyle Shanahan has been head coach, he's generally been right. Yeah, exactly. And I don't think it's a coincidence. It's not a coincidence that he happens to be best friends with Kyle Shanahan. So when he said last year that, like, oh, Jerry Judy wasn't the 49ers type of receiver, he was 100% right. And the 49ers wound up with Brandon Ayuk. Um, which was surprising at the time because everybody, including us, I think, talked about his route running and how much of a fit he would be for the Niners. But turns out that wasn't the case. Um, but yeah, anytime Chris Sims says something about the 49ers, that's like, I, I think he knows. <laughs> and he's mm-hmm. getting that from from people connected to the decision-making process, i.e. the guy making the decisions. Yeah. Um, so for him to say Nick Bosa's probably not going to be included in the Deshaun Watson deal. I agree with that. Um, I agree with that largely because like if you were to trade Nick Bosa right now, just irrespective of, you know, you're, you're just trading him to a team for draft picks. Like you're probably getting two firsts and a second or whatever. Right. So Mm -hmm. why would you trade Nick Bosa and three other draft picks, which would be the equivalent of five first round picks for Deshaun Watson. It doesn't make a lot of sense. Like if you're including Bosa in the deal, you probably need to trim the the rest of the uh you know the capital you're you're sending over there. Like if you're including Nick Bosa, you could probably cut two first round picks off that potential trade package. Yeah. yeah. Um I agree. So yeah. So it's seeing like Nick Bosa and Fred Warner and three first round picks for Deshaun. Like that's not going to happen. Yeah. Um, I could see like Fred Warner and two first round picks or something. If it really came down to it. Um, because maybe the 49ers decide to, to do Fred Warner like they did to Forrest Buckner and say, we don't really want to pay a guy the premium it would cost at a position that we think we can replace. Mm-hmm. Um, so I could see that, but not, not defensive end, not pass rusher, um, not a guy who could be a defensive player of the year one day. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I agree with Sims. I don't think Bosa's going anywhere. I don't either. All right. You know who is going somewhere? Us. I have things to do. <laughs> okay. Sounds good. <laughs> I have a cat. Sorry. I'm annoyed because my cat has decided it's time to eat and he's taken to not meowing now. Instead, he jumps up on my desks on my desk and walks across like my microphone and I have a candle lit in here. I have an open water sitting here. There's so many disasters that could happen. So I was trying to get him yeah. off my, my desk, but we're good now. Subscribe, rate and review. Thanks for sitting through our takes and we hope you continue to do so. Roscoe sound asleep. By the way. Shout out Roscoe. He's not doing, he's not bothering anybody except he might be, the, the mic might be catching a snoring, which could that's fine. Love Rockstar. All right. See you guys Official for episode 200 later in the week. 200. Wow. Yeah, we'll have to figure we'll, we'll figure out something special to do. Yeah. 
That's a hard tease. All right, I'm out. See you. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.